Good evening, everybody. This is Derek with the Grumpy Guy Show for episode number 46, Give Me Dark Mode. Recorded on April 11th, 2022. Tonight, I talk about missing dark mode, fixing the brand new dome, and poorly thought out politics. Stick around. It's a pretty good show. Good evening, everybody. This is Derek McAllister with the Grumpy Guy Show. So tonight, Ryan isn't feeling so well, so he's... He's taking the night off, and uh, I found out a little too late to try and get anybody to join me. So, here I am all alone. I've got four topics. Four. Uh, we'll see if it ends up being another short show like last week, or perhaps even shorter. Don't know. Or, of course, there's also the possibility that I'll ramble on forever and won't get through all of them. But we'll see what happens. So we'll get into our first transition. <laughs> oh, it's not so much fun without Ryan laughing at me. Anyhow, so our first topic tonight comes courtesy of Syracuse University. So many people know that you know they they recently rebuilt the dome. Um, you know, it wasn't a complete rebuild. It was replacing the fabric roof that was held up using air pressure. Um, they replaced that with a solid dome, a solid roof. So they just finished that last year. And the reason I know this is because one of the biggest problems I had with the start of the pandemic and I did complain about it on here, was that the construction on the dome was considered to be, uh, what was the term they used, um, essential. And I didn't understand why something like construction on the carrier dome was essential, but road construction was not. Especially since... The carrier dome only benefits the college. That's it. It's owned by the college. It benefits the college. The college has complete and total control of it. So at any rate, what they're doing now, and I just found this out, is they're requesting $20 million from the state for repairs to the dome. $20 million dollars. Money that doesn't go anywhere other than the college. This college, which is, you know, not for profit, and the way that they make it so that it's not for profit is by overpaying their coaching staff. But at any rate, you know, we'll, we'll set that one aside. But let's talk about, you know, this, this whole thing. All of these sports teams, we shouldn't be giving them any tax dollars. Especially when you start talking about a college like Syracuse who owns the Dome. One of the biggest things that has always there's always been with the Dome is the fact that it is one of the largest on-campus centers in the country. There's no place else in the country where you can have an on-campus basketball crowd as, lar as large as you can get in the Dome. Plain and simple. Which means that it is 
all on campus. It means that there is nothing at all that the city or state or county can do about using that and controlling it. It's all done by, by the college. So why are we even considering giving them $20 million to, uh, to repair this thing? We don't get anything out of it. Yeah, sure. We get tax, you know, we get sales tax revenue. But seriously, they get so much more revenue out of this that it's not even funny. It's not, it's not worth us giving them $20 million. You know, I can sort of understand the professional teams, you know, like the Bills. You know, they, they threaten that, well, we'll, we'll take our, we'll take our, our team elsewhere if you don't, if you don't pay up. We'll take our team elsewhere. Where is Syracuse University going to take their teams? They're not going to take it any place. Syracuse University is in the city of Syracuse. That's it. You know, they're not going to pack up the school that's been there for well over 100 years and move it to some other state. No, they can't. So why why is... Why is there even a discussion on this? And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to convince these stupid politicians that oh well if we don't repair it we're not we're not going to be able to bring in all the tax revenue that we bring in for you you know we're we're asking for twenty million dollars and we give you forty million dollars in tax revenue every year mm, yeah but you're going to give that to us anyhow because people are still going to go to the dome. No matter what. And, you know, if we're giving you $20 million, that's $20 million that we're taking away from something else that is only funded by taxpayer dollars. I mean, seriously. Things like this. This is the exact reason, exact reason, that we continue to increase our debt with government. That's all there is to it. You know, we're, we're constantly increasing our debt, raising the debt ceiling. And why? Well, because we're letting these these things, you know, these, these businesses, which Syracuse University is a business, we're letting them dictate to us how we spend our tax dollars. You know, and, and again, this goes well beyond just the colleges like Syracuse. This, you know, I'm talking about Buffalo Bills, the Giants and the Jets have done it. You know, all of these teams do it. Why do you think the Rams keep bouncing all over the place? They were in L.A., then they were in Oakland, and then they were out, you know, they were they were in St. Louis, and, you know, now they're back to L.A. Well, the reason they keep doing that is because they keep threatening these cities, and these cities say, no, we can't afford to do this. So they say, okay, well, we're going to go someplace that can afford it. You know, there's no loyalty whatsoever at all uh, by these by these places, and it's just ridiculous. They really truly need to stop the crap, and you know, pay for their own stuff. You know, the 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 local baseball team, the Syracuse Chiefs, they did the same thing, or I guess it's the Syracuse Mets now. I don't know. It's just stupid, but. <clears throat> they did the same thing. They said, "Oh well, you know, if you don't if you don't pay for the repairs on this stadium, 
then we're gonna we're gonna take the team elsewhere. And of course, what happened? Well, we paid for the stadium with tax dollars. What pisses me off with it is that nowhere can any government official say, you know what? We're going to use that stadium that we paid for, for an event. Can't do it. Nope. It's a private freaking stadium. Paid for by tax dollars. There's no reason it should be like that. None at all. And until we get to a point where we stop letting these companies dictate to us how we're going to use our tax dollars, the debt, the debt is just going to continue to rise. People are going to continue to pay more and more taxes. Because I can almost guarantee you what happened with the Dome, for example. I can almost guarantee that they got tax breaks for it. Because, well, we're keeping, we're keeping it here and... You know, we'll, we'll hire local contractors, you know, local contractors to do all the work. Okay, well, that'd be great, except that's giving them short-term work. That's not long-term work. And the fact that you're, you're just doing this just so you get tax incentives and tax breaks, that's just, that's taking advantage of the people. Unfortunately, it's not. It's never going to end. But anyhow, so I think I beat that one to death pretty good. I don't know. I know it's been multiple times that I've complained about this stuff with with you know these private businesses, whether they're for profit or not. But you know these these are private businesses that should not get taxpayer dollars. That's all there is to it. You know, I don't get taxpayer dollars. I don't get tax incentives or tax breaks if I want to, say, build a shed or a garage on my property. I don't get tax breaks. So why do they get tax breaks for building something on their properties? It's just stupid. So let's go to the next topic. Yes, that's right. Transition number two. So, everybody's getting older all the time, plain and simple. What they found more and more often is really bright screens are causing a lot of people vision problems. I don't know that that's what's causing, you know, what's caused, I don't know that that is what's caused me to need glasses, probably more along the lines of just constantly being in front of a computer for the last 30 years, but, you know, the, the thing they've found, though, is they can, they can do dark mode. Not only is it more energy efficient, because with an LED, you know, whether it's OLED or AMOLED or anything like that, the way that they work is black means that the LED is turned off which means it's not using any electricity. So, you know, that's why there's dark mode on phones. And dark mode has moved to other products, like, you know, Microsoft Office. For the most part, there's a dark mode available. Where there's not a dark mode available is in Google 
Sheets, Google Docs. You know, those are two things that I've used here and there. I mean, I use Google Sheets for keeping track of all the notes for the show. And there's no dark mode. And I've got, I've got the browser, which is still technically just, eh, they call them uh, their labs or whatever. You know, it's basically in beta, but Gmail was in beta for like 20 years. So, you know, take, uh, take the word beta with a grain of salt when it comes to Google. But, you know, so I've got my browser set to dark mode. And then I open up the show notes and it's like a blinding light because it's so bright and white. It, it, it makes it hard to, to look at, to be honest, because everything else is dark and, you know, high contrast, easy to read. And then this is just bright white, you know, and it's not like it's that difficult I mean, sure, sure, I can go and I can change the background on all the cells to be black, but then i got to change the text to be white. and You know, yeah, I can do that, and I probably will, but I shouldn't have to. They should offer a dark mode that automatically puts it in a dark mode. <laughs> but what do I know? I only use the products all the time. doesn't seem to matter, though, because, you know, None of these companies listen. They just figure, well, we're going to we're going to take your data, we're going to sell it, we're going to make money off of it and it's your problem if you don't like it. Either that or well, go ahead and develop a, you know, develop an extension to do it for you. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to use the product. I want it to be in dark mode so that it's easy to read. I don't think that's too hard. But again, what do I know? All right, so that was a short one. And that's all I got on that, I think. <laughs> so, we'll go to the next topic. That's right, another transition. Number three. That's weird. I'm moving two fingers and the other one just doesn't want to move. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, so, the next topic. New York State. Everybody knows that, you know, Governor Cuomo was in office for a long time. And, you know, then he he fell out of favor because a bunch of people accused him of sexual harassment and whatnot. And, you know, I, I, I have an issue with it. In that, um, you know, sexual harassment, there's no... If things are found, if it's found that it did occur, there's consequences for the person, you know, who, who did it. There's no consequences the other way. So if somebody accuses me of, have, of sexually harassing them, but then, then uh, it's found that I didn't, there's nothing there there's nothing's going to happen to them so you know going back to governor cuomo he was accused of sexual harassment and for the most part all suits have been dropped 
Now, I am I have a big issue. You know, I I never liked Cuomo. Put that out there. Never liked him. He was very focused on the New York City area of the state. Everything else to him, he didn't care about. You know, and, and a lot of his policies, I just plain didn't like. However, I don't like the fa- the way that it, things happen to get him out of office. So, <clears throat> and yeah, anybody who's not in the state probably doesn't know that this happened, but. Basically, the attorney general filed all the all the allegations and you know filed the suits and everything. And then after he's out of office, <laughs> after he's out of office, and you know she's talking about you know this this case hasn't shown us any evidence or any proof that he did anything, and this one didn't show us any. So, you know, I don't remember how many cases there were, but once once it got to be like half of them dropped, suddenly she announced that she was running for governor. And all I could think was, wow, so you take this guy down so that you can become governor. Holy crap. You know, and, and that's a big problem. It shouldn't be allowed. She should not have been allowed to even consider running for governor. You know, at least not this time around. But, you know, I think somebody told her, hey, you know, this doesn't look so good with you doing that. Maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't actually run. And now she dropped and she's running for attorney general because there's more work to do. Well... Wasn't there more work to do before you decided to try and run for governor? Or is that only because people told you, hey, you look like a total jackass. Maybe you ought to back out. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, to me, my the first time that I saw that she was running, my initial thought was, okay, so the only reason that you pushed forward with this stuff isn't because there was any evidence of any kind. It was because you saw a way to get him taken out of office to open it up so that you have the potential to actually get in office. You know, it's just not right. But at any rate, so all this started, <laughs> this whole topic was is really about all the political ads that are starting up again. And, you know, the the really sad thing is it's April, and you know, the election isn't until November. So now we've got to sit here and we've got to listen to these ads all the way until November. And the worst part is, you know, everybody, everybody in central New York, I mean, there are very, very few people that really, truly like Andrew Cuomo and what he, you know, and what he did during his tenure. However, you know, nobody wants him back. And I've seen ads where he's trying to make a comeback. And all I can think is, your life was just thrown through complete and total turmoil. Why? 
why would you want to go through that again? It isn't that he needs the money because, I mean, what expenses does he have while he's governor? None. So he's got money. So, you know, I mean, maybe the fact that he couldn't retire, you know, maybe the fact that he didn't go out on his own terms is his problem, you know, so he doesn't have, he doesn't have the, you know, the paid for life crap going on, whatever, but, you know, seriously, it's just ridiculous. Stay out of politics, fade away, just, you know, fade away. (sighs) No, if you can't tell, I'm not looking forward to, to what is it, seven months of ads or six months, something, you know. I'm not looking forward to this crap. It happens all the time. You get these things, and the only time you ever hear from anybody, the only time anybody in the central New York area hears from the governor is when they're on their political, you know, their political tours. Whether that's, you know, the campaign trail or, you know, they they... Make a stop at the New York State Fair. Oh, it's so great to see the governor. Well, yeah, okay. They don't do anything when they're here. They're here just because, well, you know, i got to make an appearance. i got to make it look like I care. You know, and it's not just the central New York area. They stay in Albany and New York City. They, they pretty much stay between those two areas. That's the way that it is. You know, they don't travel around the state. They don't check things out, except when they're campaigning. Yeah, well, probably more to come on that, folks. So we're going to go to our last topic. So this one is actually local to my town. In fact, happened right out behind my house. I live along a creek that feeds Oneida Lake. Oneida Lake, you know, just about anybody who fishes will know about Oneida Lake because because of the walleye. It's one of the one of the top lakes in the country for walleye fishing. Simply put. But because of that, there's also a lot of pressure on it. Walleye spawn in creeks like the one out behind my house. In fact, down downstream a little bit from us is a fish a fish hatchery. What they do is they close off the, you know, you can't fish, you're not supposed to go in the water or anything during the spawning season. So last week, several people were in the creek spearfishing for walleye. And of course they got ticketed and, and whatnot, and then they they complained. And they said, well, I'm... And I'm an indigenous person. I don't recognize your laws regarding regarding fishing, you know, when I can fish, where I can fish, how many fish I can take. I don't recognize your laws. Now, I get that, you know, the indigenous people of 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 this continent have rights. I completely get that. But, growing up in this area, we, we were taught quite a bit about, about, the, you know, about them and their beliefs and the, and the way that they did things. 
they were about balance with nature. That was one of the big things that we were taught is that, you know, the Iroquois nation was very much about balance with nature. You don't take more than what you need. So <clears throat> I read an article on this and the person who was initially there and initially got the tickets took 15 fish. I think it was 15. Now, it was a significant number. Now, normally, you're limited to five fish per day, five walleye per day. He was well over that limit. And of course, spearfishing in a stream that is at best knee deep, you're going to be able to get fish. You're going to be able to pick out which fish you want, and you're going to be able to kill them because the spear is going to kill them. So, here he is, he's doing this as a political statement. He purposely went there to make a statement about his rights as an indigenous person. That goes completely and totally against everything that I learned the Iroquois people were about. Taking 15 fish. Now, you know, that's bad enough. But what he did the next day, he came back with at least one person from every reservation in the area, and they took a total of 42 fish. Now, these fish, when they're, when they're spawning, they don't eat, they don't do anything. They are focused on one thing, and that's, you know, procreation. <laughs> so he, so they went in and he said he's going to come back and do it again and again and again and again now again, as I said this is completely and totally against everything that I learned that you know the, the Native Americans or indigenous people were about they were about a balance you don't use this as a way to make a statement. You don't go in and take that many fish as a political statement. Plain and simple. You know, and and the fact that he's he's saying he's going to come back and do it over and over again, that's going to hurt the natural fishery. You know, all right, I guess you can't call it natural because we have a fish hatchery designed to increase the number of you know the number of fish that survive from egg to adult <clears throat> but him doing what he's doing it's going against everything that the DEC is working for it's going against everything that the DEC, the DEC is working with these tribes for you know the idea is to Make it so that we have a balance between nature and our needs. That's what we're trying to do. And the fact that he's gone in there and done this, you know, he's, he's killing off that balance. And it's, it's not doing anything. It's not helping any kind of relations between, you know, the indigenous people and the, the rest of us. It's not doing anything for that. 
in fact, it's likely to cause problems. Because, you know, there's, as I said, this fishing in Oneida Lake is, is big business. That's, that's all there is to it. It's, it's big business. It brings a lot of money into the state. And it's not, you know, in, in not just the state, into this region. And it's not just, you know, the, it's not just the warm weather fishing. Oneida Lake freezes over, which means you get ice fishing. I mean, that's year-round revenue. And he's taking these fish that are full of eggs and just killing them off as a political statement. It's just, it's not the right thing to do. It's not the right way to make a political statement. <clears throat> but, I don't know. You know, it's it's just another situation where where if things aren't, aren't uh, dealt with, we're going to end up in a situation where we've got bloodshed right in our own country. And it's, it's all going to be because... It's, it's going to be because people just aren't thinking. They're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about making a name for themselves. They're not thinking about what's best for the nation, what's best for the land, what's best for nature. They're just thinking about themselves and making a political statement. But that one, I'm expecting some comments on, so throw them at me. Alright, so you probably heard the music starting up in the background. So, uh, without Ryan here, I'll, I'll sign off on my own. We'll see ya.